You're listening to Roots. Everyone has a story. I'm your host, Mike Skazari. In each episode, I'll talk to everyday family researchers and dive into their family history and talk about their own incredible stories. We'll talk about love, loss, traditions, perseverance, and more. No matter who the guest is, our conversations will be intriguing and will leave you wanting to come back for more. To learn more about the show, please visit www.michaelscazari.com slash podcast. Thank you for listening. Hi, everybody, and thanks for listening to this week's show. Today, Jennifer joined me to talk about a DNA test that completely changed her life. It started with a high school project that led to some on-again, off-again research. But when she took a DNA test, she received some unexpected results that she never saw coming. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Jennifer. And if you or someone you know has a story you'd like to see featured on the show, please visit michaelscazari.com forward slash podcast or email me at roots.everyonehasastory at gmail.com. Enjoy the show. Hi, Jen. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you on. How's everything going today? Pretty good. Kids are out of the house. So I have some free time, which is really nice. <laughs> A little quiet time never hurts anybody, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good stuff. So, Jen, I know you have a really, really interesting story we're going to get into, but I want to kind of go back and talk about how you kind of got into family history, if you were a family history person, how all that kind of started for you. So, actually, I think it started, just thinking about it, um, junior year in high school, we did a genealogy project. Okay. Which was really cool. We had to, I mean, can't, they can't do it really anymore, but they um, would have us track our family back as far as we could. We had to interview people. Um, my grandmother at the time was super into her history, genealogy, and so she loved that I did this project because she could now tell me all of these stories and stuff that she's been kind of telling on and off, and now it was like kind of all coming together. Um, so that was pretty neat. And I would sit with her for hours just listening to her stories about, you know, past family members and all that sort of stuff. So um, and really, ever since then, I just thought it was really cool and fun. And every once in a while, every few years, I'd kind of go back and I'd, you know, do an ancestry thing online to say, oh, let's, you know, pull these people together. Oh, let's make this tree. Um, and yeah i mean i always just thought it was like really interesting to kind of see where my family was from what type of people you know what backgrounds they came from and that kind of stuff so now how much was your grandmother able to tell you as far as like how back the family how far the family went back things like that so at one point one of her stories was that um her i want to say like great grandmother maybe it was further back was the one of the ladies in waiting for queen victoria wow which was really cool and so queen victoria is way back right so it must have been you know great 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 um i don't know how she knew that um but that was probably i would say probably the furthest back that she knew of wow that's that's pretty good though i mean if if your grandmother knows that far back you're you're off to a good start yeah. It's funny because cool. I had a I had a conversation with somebody on the last episode and we were talking about how there's kind of there's kind of two thought processes with people when you start your research. There's either those that kind of put their hand up and don't really want to share a lot with you or you get people like your grandmother who kind of go, oh, man, I've been waiting to sell, tell somebody everything <laughs> yeah. forever. Thank God you're interested in all of this. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a good it's a good problem to have for sure. I mean, I, I had the same thing in my family. I had people that could not wait to download their life story to me because they've mm-hmm. been waiting to tell somebody forever. And someone that would be that would want to listen. And, and, <laughs> that, and that's a big piece of it is being attentive to to the whole thing, too, because, you know, sometimes they tell their stories and you're half listening. Kids are running around. But if you're if you're somebody like you or I who is sincerely interested in hearing about the story, I'm sure that made your grandmother feel even that much better about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She loved it. She totally loved it. That's good stuff. Now, is that your, your dad's mom or your mom's mom? My mom's mom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
So yeah. her parents were both from um, Scotland. Okay. And so they came over in the 20s, shortly before she was born. So okay. for her, it was just really cool because, you know, her parents were both from Europe and right. had a lot of cool stories to tell and that right. sort of stuff. So now was your grandmother, did you know any of her parents or any great grandparents or anybody growing up or was she your oldest mm-hmm. relative? She was the oldest. Yeah, they okay. had passed away. I think, well, her mom had passed away when she was 10. Oh, wow. So my mom didn't even know her. Yeah. Wow. And then um, my, or her father passed away a couple of years before I was born. Okay. So, okay. So, so your grandmother was your kind of starting point in terms of like yeah. doing all this. Now, yeah. where did you go from there? So, you know, she gives you all this information, Queen Victoria, lady in waiting. Were mm-hmm. you able to prove any of this eventually? So, you know, I, I've actually been recently trying to look that up and mm-hmm. and then realizing that, oh my gosh, Queen Victoria had so many ladies in waiting. I mean, I thought it was like, you know, she had a, a woman that was with her and it was just one. No, it was a whole host of women. And I didn't spot the name that I thought she had given me on the list. The last name was Hoy. Um, I didn't spot it on there, but then I'm thinking, well, maybe it was just the wrong name that I'm thinking of because I knew there, I know where this woman is in the history. Um, and my grandmother also has a lot of other family that is on ancestry that has tons of photos of this part of the family. Okay. Um, so just trying to figure out if that's the right name that I'm getting or if it was the generation before that. So I haven't been able to convert from that one, but that's a hard one, I think, to get to. So yeah, I'm still still working on it. <laughs> so. I mean, that, listen, that's a cool cool story. I mean, you know, that's mm-hmm. part of the reason this show is named what it is because sometimes the stories are true, and sometimes they're mm-hmm. not, and sometimes they're partially true. You know, there's there's plenty of things that have been brought to my attention through the years, and you know, not not anything I think as cool as being a lady in waiting to the Queen of England. <laughs> But, you know, I'll hear certain things, you know, this person did this or this person did that. And I'm like, that's not, there's no truth to that because that person didn't mm-hmm. even live here or whatever. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's always fun when you can try to put the records to the story because then it really, you know, it, it makes everything valid, right? Right, right. Now, was there anything else from your grandmother that stood out in terms of stories or anything that she she was, you know, sharing with you? Um. She did have, so she kept a lot of photos. This is how much she loved this stuff. I mean, I remember as a high school student um, scanning in, and this at the time, I mean, this was the 90s. These scanners were horrible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they were inside of the computer, um, scanning in individually these photos that she had kept over time, and they were, you know, falling apart. But um, she thought it was really cool. One of her cousins um, actually lived in Australia, And I guess at the time it was just, it was a big ordeal because, you know, how do you get to Australia from the United States in the early 1800s, early, or I'm sorry, late 1800s, early 1900s. Um, I don't remember what he did, but there's some sort of, um, I don't know, there was a picture of him riding and a camel somewhere else. I don't know. Like these okay. really bizarre photos right. from this guy, Albert, I think his name was. Um, so he had like a really cool, interesting life. So she talks about him a little bit. And I don't know if he was like a, you know, cousin, 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 how far back he right. went. Right. But we still do have the pictures. Okay. Which is kind of neat. So. And yeah. it's, it's, it's got to be fun for you that she was able to show you the pictures and give you the yeah. stories that goes with them. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's a lot of us and, you know, we have a mix, right? There's there's pictures we have where, you know, a grandmother or great grandfather could sit with us and say, oh, this is so and so. And this is this person, and, you know, great uncles, whoever it was like there, there's some that you have the stories that go with them. And then there's others where we have the pictures and, you know, specifically my wife's grandmother would talk about her great grandmother. She's like, oh, she knew mm-hmm. all of these people. She used to tell me that this is this person. And this is this person. And nobody wrote mm-hmm. it down. So, oh. you know, it's just one it's of those. Yeah. But it's one of those things that 
I, I always, you know, kind of talk about that stuff because it's very important to write on the back of the photos and, and do all that kind right. of stuff because at some point, you know, the, the knowledge does get lost through the year. So, right. you know, and it's, it's, it's part of what makes this hobby fun because if you can preserve that for two or three generations, you've kind of done your job and then you just hope that it, right. it continues, right? It keeps going. Yeah, yeah, wow. definitely. Now, as far as this project that you started in the high school that kind of got you into all this, what was the goal of the project? Were you just filling in blanks on a pedigree? Were you challenged mm-hmm. with finding certain things about your family? Yeah, so they just, they gave us a uh, tree that we were supposed to fill in as far as we could go. We had to do a little bit of research. Um, My cousin actually, uh, I went to high school with her too. Okay. So we were working on the same project together on this side of the family, the same grandmother. And so we actually went to the Mormon church, not far from here. I went to the same high school I teach at. Okay. Um, and they have tons of records. Yes. Like they're known for having all these records. So we actually spent a little bit of time there and found a handful of stuff. Um, so we had to bring in something from there. And that was like part of the uh, criteria. Um, and basically it was just, you know, tr- trying to fill in gaps. And we had to interview someone, which we interviewed our grandmother. And right. um I still probably have the cassette tape with her That's uh, amazing. interview on it. I should probably find it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess they just, I don't know what the purpose of it, what, you know, besides just filling in a family tree and doing all these things. Okay. Um, but it was cool and it was really fun. So. I mean, it, it's, it's fun for me and I've said it all along because a, a lot of times, I don't know about you, but when you, when you talk about family history and research and doing all this stuff, a lot of times I get, oh, you must have loved history in school. And I laugh because I couldn't stand it. I, I, I just, didn't like it either. <laughs> no. And it's, it's no offense if I have teachers that are listening. I'm Facebook friends with one or two of them. But it's like, it's just one of those, like, how many times can you hear about the same wars in the United States or the same events that, like, the Declaration of Independence is great, but I heard that story 20 times through the years. Right, right. So it kind of gets like, <laughs> yeah. all right, what else can we do? And I've always said, you know, since I've really gotten deeper into all of this is I've started to put my family in the context of what was going on in the country, which is mm-hmm. a really fun way to do research. Like even if you look at your, your great grandparents when they came over to America, who was the president? Like just out of curiosity, like what kind of nation were they walking into? You know, Mm -hmm. you talk about people coming over from Ireland and stuff in the, in the 1860s, like Abraham Lincoln was president. So when you start to like put that all together, it kind of paints this picture of like, Oh wow. Like that's, that's Mm -hmm. where this country was at. And my family was just getting here. Right. Which, you know, I feel like yeah, cool. somewhere out there, there's got to be a history teacher that is doing this. They're taking, you know, the student's family history and applying it to what they're learning in class. Because I think it just makes mm-hmm. it that much more valid for everybody because you start to get a vested interest in it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, definitely. It's fun. So, yeah. all right. So you, you do this project in high school and you interview your grandmother and we, we have her on mm-hmm. tape, which is probably really cool for you to go and find and listen to to hear her voice again. Mm-hmm. How did you kind of go from there? Like, did, were you somebody that was, I, I know you kind of said like you took breaks here and there, but what were the, like, what were the next steps of, of filling out this family tree as, as time went on and you went off to college and, you know, start your career and things like that? You know, I, I forgot about it for a while. And I, I mean, my, so my grandmother died when, when I was in college. And so okay. we would still continue like the conversations until then. And then for a long time, I did just sort of forget about it. And then um, when I met my now ex-husband, mm-hmm. um, you know, we talked about family and um, his family and his family history. And and then he shared that one of his somehow relatives, you know, uncle cousin is Alexander Graham Bell. Oh, wow. Which was, was pretty cool. So um, his mom actually got some sort of payment through, I guess, Verizon or AT&T up until like right around the time I met him, they stopped payments. So I guess they gave it to the family somehow. So to me, that's sort of the proof that that, that relationship did actually exist. Wow. 
So I always thought that was kind of cool. Um, so for my kids to say like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm related to Alexander Grant Bell. Like that's kind of cool. That's amazing. So um, yeah. So like I started kind of looking into things a little bit more, trying to track their family history too. And I'm really tempted and I haven't really asked him yet, but I want to do um, a DNA ancestry on one of my, at least one of my kids just to see if we can find those connections between all the cousins because they're, they've sort of lost, like his mom has sort of lost where the connection goes. She's not really sure exactly how they're connected. She just knows that she was because she got money for it. (laughs) So. Right. And that's, that's gotta be an interesting thing to explore too, is what was that payment for? You know, if they're getting money from Verizon, Royalties, I think. Right. So to me, I mean, I wonder if she's a direct descendant of Alexander Graham Bell. You know? I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know if he had kids or not. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't either. know if, yeah. I haven't been able to find much as far okay. as the history because I don't have his side of the family right, right. linked. So like I don't know right. yet. Wow. <laughs> that's that that's one to definitely chase down. So yeah, so it's kind of cool. But with that too, um, you know, just thinking about having kids and when we had kids, just trying to figure out our ancestry um, and, you know, tracing roots back to Europe. His grandparents were from Germany. Um, His other grandparents were from Ireland. And so, you know, just kind of trying to make those connections. And um, so then every once in a while, like I would think about it and be like, oh, let me check this thing or something would pop up on my ancestry account. Right say like oh you know you have a you new leaf or yeah they give you those hints that they try to get you to come back in and look at new things yeah <laughs> i was like oh let me try this again so yeah okay. so it's been like a little bit here and there mm-hmm. last you know 10 or 12 years since i've had kids right so. and listen having kids you know does change things obviously for those of us that do have them you just have less time usually to, yeah. to do this kind of thing <laughs> but yeah. it also kind of gives you to your point a vested interest in then doing both sides of the family because right. then you're looking, you're trying to do, you, you've spent your life kind of doing your family and now all of a sudden you have a spouse and it's like, all right, a whole new family tree to explore. And right. you know, yours is definitely interesting with the, with the Graham Bell connection. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that, so that happens. And then I know there's a DNA test that we want to talk about, which is the big twist we're getting to. <laughs> so tell me, tell me kind of, how did that come to be? What made you decide to take an ancestry DNA test, you know, and everything that went with it? So, um, three years ago, um, and actually it was probably a little prior to that. I had seen it online. Um, my mom had actually already taken a DNA test years prior and it just didn't really do anything with it. And I think she did it partly because my grandmother was just like always interested in it. And she wanted to see like, okay, how Scottish are we sort right, of thing. Right. And she kind of just like, let it sit. She didn't do much. Um, my mom's brother, uh, his wife is very, very interested. Okay. So she has that whole side of the family's tree mapped out. Okay. So she's been like super into it. Um, so then eventually I was like, you know what? I just, want to do it I think that would be really fun and um so I ordered the test it sat on my dresser for (laughs) probably five months because it's one of those things where you have to like spit into the tube and you have to send it right away right and I just I was I just kept putting it off because I was like oh I have to go to the post office right away when am I going to have time to do it and then go so I just forgot about it finally I was like you know I'm just going to do it I'm just going to do it. And um, I sent it in. It's like September uh, or maybe the month prior. I got my results back probably within a month or so. And then I looked at it and I was like, huh, that's interesting. Okay. Um, You know, I, I wanted to see, you know, how much Scottish am I? Am I, you know, we always had this idea that we're like uh, my grandfather was, from Germany, but like then moved to Canada. And so we're trying to figure out that part of it. Right. Um, and I thought I was Irish. So, um, you know, I just wanted to see, confirm. Um, and, and really like throughout my life, um, 
people would always say like, oh, you look so Italian. Like you're so dark, you have dark hair, dark skin. Right. Or no, I'm sorry, dark uh, eyes. And um, you don't look like any of your siblings. Like, yeah, I know. I'm uh, what they would call like black Irish, right? right so right, like right. dark. And I was like, okay, fine. My grandmother has dark, dark everything. Right. My siblings, all, all three had, have blonde hair and blue or green eyes. Like, which okay, which those blurred. that don't see you, you do not have blonde hair or blue eyes. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well, they have the other Irish in them. Okay, fine. Whatever. And then, um, yeah, so I got these results back and they said 25% Irish. And I was um, uh, 25% Italian. Okay. And I was like, okay, um, that's weird really weird all right and then it said some other stuff and i kind of just like okay sure i asked my mom and i was like oh this is weird she's like oh maybe they messed up or something and then i kind of just like forgot about it i i just closed out the app and i just didn't do anything with it um and then about a month later i was getting messages from people saying hey um I'm I'm exploring exploring my Sicilian roots. Like, what do you know about your Italian family? I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. What right. are you saying, Italian family? And so then I was started being like, what is? How, why are all these people messaging me? Then I get an email from who I now know is uh, a, a cousin saying, um, I I think we're related. And she was like pretty high on my list. And she's like, I think that these are all your family members. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying right now. Like I was so just taken aback by all these sort of comments. (laughs) And then finally she, we, you know, dialogue back and forth. And she's like, I think that this person is your brother. This is your aunt. This is your dad. And so I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) My dad, right. my dad is Irish and he lives in Myrtle Beach. Like, what are you talking about? Right. And then I started digging, like really, really digging. And it took me about a week to figure some stuff out. And on Ancestry, there's an option that you can click um, where it says, the this person is related to you in such and such way right it also tells you how much dna you share correct this so this was the other thing that kind of pointed me in a weird direction i was like who is this person af that is sharing so much dna with me i'm like what i have no idea who this is right i asked my mom she's like oh i don't know it could be i mean my dad had like a another kid or something like that just you know oh okay. i don't know what's mm-hmm. somewhere over there yeah. i don't know so um so in the in the link or when you click on it it says 100% chance that this person is a half uncle um half sibling half something something and i was like wow okay. that's that's big <laughs> yeah and so that kind of really started making me think like okay, I got to find out who this person is. I really need to find out. So, um, I, so then this other cousin said, oh, that AF person, I think that's your brother. And I was like, what? (laughs) Okay. So now like what's going through, I want to, I want to jump in because what's going through your mind at this point? Like, are you starting to wonder if you're, are you wondering if you're adopted? Are you wondering if, this is true if they mixed up your test like what's kind of going through your mind at this point so many things um so at the time so when this when this this started happening i had a text chain with my siblings i have two sisters and a brother and i was like guys what is this like what is happening right now who is this person like what is do you think like you know dad cheated do you think this and that like what is going on and so we just like texting back and forth, back and forth. Like, what is this? What is happening? Um, 
And so I didn't, I didn't know what to think. At first I thought maybe I was adopted because right. everybody told me that my whole life. Like you look like you're adopted. You don't look anything like your siblings. I, I feel like <laughs> that I'm would like, be, I feel like that would be the immediate reaction, right? It's like, oh, I'm adopted. Like, and they just didn't want to tell me. And you know, are you, the, I assume you're the oldest of the siblings. Okay. So yeah. even that kind of fits. Like sometimes they adopt one and then they end up having other, like, you know, that narrative could fit there. But yeah. I mean, I thought about that, but also my mom was 18 when she got pregnant with me. So like, right. most likely she's not adopting a child right. at 18. Right. True. So, um, and I look very much like her. I look very much like my grandmother. So I was like, I don't really think, I mean, it crossed my mind, but I didn't really think that that was right the case right um i thought that maybe there was something else like my parents had a different kid or my dad had like another kid that like he didn't know about or something like that that's okay. what i sort of thought right so my one of my sisters did a dna test right away she was like i need to check this i need to see what's going on so for a week straight during all of my prep periods at school, <laughs> every moment I had after school, I was like, trying to find out what's going on, what's going on, right. searching this, searching that. And like, it was just like an endless cycle of just nonstop. And um, I remember my heart just like, anytime I would think about it, my heart would just be like racing. Sure. Because I was, it was just stressful and unexpected and you know i just didn't think that that would come out of this test um so then finally i kind of put the pieces together and i confronted my mom and i said i showed her the dna test and i was like um this person right here says it says that they're a half sibling and then, and somebody contacted me and said that this person is my dad. Is that true? And here I am, like, you right. know, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Of course. Right? <laughs> and, um, and then she just sort of put her head down and started crying and said, yes. And so, I mean, you can imagine the feelings of that moment. And I remember exactly where I was, I was thinking, of course. And I remember my heart, like coming out of my chest, right. like that feeling of like, Oh my God. <laughs> and I didn't even cry. I was just angry. I was just really mad right. that right. this had been kept for me for right. so long. Now leading so, up to this point, how was your relationship with your mom and your dad? Like how, was everything okay before the test? Totally fine. I mean, my my mom actually lives with me. Okay. So, um, so she like helps take care of my kids. Right. Um, my dad lives in Myrtle Beach. Okay. Um, and we talk to him. Um, they're actually still married, which okay. is interesting. <laughs> but they just live hey, different what, places. Whatever works. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I mean, it was. So, you, so you, you weren't in a rocky relationship with your parents. It was very just kind of, you know, a normal relationship yeah. with mom and dad. It was, yeah, it was fine. I mean, my, you know, we were pretty close and um, I mean, she was young when she had me. So like right. we just had, you know, always been close. Um, so, yeah, before that was fine. Okay. And then this happened. So, so then <laughs> so she she puts her head down and she kind of probably has this moment of like, oh boy, she found out. Yeah. And then what happens from there? Did she open up about it or? So, you know, I, I got angry and I just was like, what the, mm -hmm. you know, yep. um, and just kind of, I yelled a little, I was a little, like just lost for words sure. I, in a way and just like you know how did you not tell me this like why would you keep this for me and right. she, you know her explanation was that 
she, um, you know, the longer it went on, the harder it was to tell me because it had already been so long. I mean, it's understandable. How old were you at this point when this all came to fruition? 39. Okay. So, you know, they kept something under the rug for almost 40 years. It's got to be difficult to bring up because how do you you even bring that up organically? You know, Sunday dinner. Oh, Jen, by the way, I forgot to tell you. You know, over the last 40 years, I, I, you know, neglected to mention to you that your dad's not your dad. Yeah. yeah. There's really no good way <laughs> to bring up something like that. I mean, that. I was thinking, I don't know, a letter maybe would have helped or yeah. when I was a kid or when I was getting married, like, hey, by the way, you're doing yeah. all this genetic testing for your kids. Like, right. You may want to know, right. You may want to know a little minor detail of who you actually are. Yeah. (laughs) Something. I don't know. Right. And I guess they, you know, they didn't want to tell me when I was a kid because I think they were afraid that like I was going to not see my dad in the same way. Right. That, you know, knowing that he wasn't actually my dad and like they were afraid that it was going to affect my relationship with him, I think. Which is understandable. I mean, I I could see them taking that, you know, that route to, you know, how they think about this situation. You know, that if you find out that there's another man out there who's your dad, maybe you'll look at your your dad that you grew up with in a different light. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's understandable. I I could get that, but doesn't make any of this any easier. Right. Right. So... Yeah, and and there's just there's so many crazy parts to the story and like interesting things that I found out. Um, so yeah, let's get into that. So so first of all, how did you how did your dad react when you found this out? Did was he aware that he wasn't your dad? And if we almost have to use like dad number one and new dad, but like <laughs> your your dad that raised you, how yeah. did he know? Did he? He knew. Okay, so he yeah. was aware. So we were, so me and my siblings were worried at first that like, oh my gosh, does dad not know? Are we going to be telling him that like, you know, mom cheated or something like that? So we were concerned that with that first. Sure. So I made sure, you know, like, you know, did he know? And she said, yes, he's always known. So basically the explanation that she gave was that she... Um, got pregnant really young with my biological dad, who was, is a musician. Okay. Um, and his idea was that he was going to make it big in the rock world and be like, you know, on tour and doing all this crazy stuff. Right. Um, and so, you know, her mom, who she lived with still at the time was like, yeah, no, this is not this is not a good idea. Like you can't, you can't tell him that he has a baby. Like he can't be in her life because he's going to be in and out of her life anyway, sort of thing. So now this is your same grandmother that down the road gave you all the information on the family. So even your grandmother was in on the secret. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And my aunt. Okay. Okay. Actually all of my aunts and uncles knew. So see, that's got a, that's got to sting a little that everybody knew except you. Yep. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. And it was anytime it was brought up even a little, it was like, okay. Now looking back, were there any points where your dad that raised you, do you see anything like in the rear view mirror of like, Oh, he treated me different or our relationship was different or was it perfectly? If you never did this, you'd never know. Um, no, I really never, I mean, there was a few moments where I had said something that he got mad about. And now I realize looking back why he got mad. Okay. Um, when I was getting my license, my original birth certificate always said my mom's maiden name because that she wasn't married. And so that was her name and I totally, it's fine. And um, I didn't know that until I went to get my license. And so I said to him, because he went with me, uh, I was like, oh, so I'm really not a Canali. And so he got all upset and like mm. upset about that. 
And now looking back, now I know why he got upset. Right. Because right. he was thinking that I, you know, about, I know I really am not a Canali at all. Right. 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 So right. I didn't know that at the time, obviously. Like, I just thought, like, you know, oh, I just, I thought my birth certificate said Canali on it. Oh, right. I guess I'm really not, you right. know, you don't, 16. Right. <laughs> so. Okay. So, so it's I mean, interesting looking back on those things, but. Yeah. I mean, kudos to him for for not really treating you any differently. Cause that, I mean, that's gotta be, you know, I can only imagine what that conversation was like when he came along and was she, was your mom pregnant when she met him or. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I mean, he came in knowing that there's a baby on the way. That's not his. Yes. Yep. Which, you know, again, credit to him. Cause that's, that's a heavy thing to even walk into. A lot of people I feel right. would go, all right, thanks anyway. But you know, Right. We don't know each other long at right. all. And, you know, to commit to something like this could be very tricky. Right. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I think he was 23 or 24 at the wow. time. So okay. that's young to like come into sure. it. And so, I mean, I definitely, you know, I give him credit for doing that right. and be, you know, and willing to, to raise me as his own. And yeah. yeah. Good for him. Yeah. So it's okay. a hard thing. Cause it's like, I'm mad because he also lied, but like also, not mad so it's it's a hard place to be in <laughs> right right okay so all right so this secret's out everyone now knows that you know and uh, you know it's unlocked mm -hmm. what happens next so that same day i believe or it was the day after i told my mom i was like you need to tell him that i exist like right now. Right. So she constructed this whole long message through, she was able to find him on Facebook. Okay. Um, and construct this whole long message like, Hey, remember when I told you that, uh, I was pregnant and it wasn't yours? Well, actually it was yours <laughs> and she's 39 and, um, so yeah, she is your daughter. So um, he responded with, oh my gosh, I knew that. What, I knew she was mine. Like, I knew she was going to find me. And so he, his explanation was that he always thought that I existed because I guess he had seen me when I was like a year old okay. and kind of looked at me like, huh, she looks familiar kind right. of thing. Right. Um, and sort of like wondered, but then just was like, eh, it's fine, whatever. Um, and so his response, when I finally reached out to him after this, he's like, you found me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I guess. Sort okay. of, yeah, I, yeah, I kind of <laughs> did. I didn't mean to. I just wanted I to know if I was to. Scottish, but okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, he was pretty, he was very welcoming and was like, excited um it was a little weird because all of a sudden this was all happening very fast he put me in a text chain well he's like send me a picture of yourself i was like okay right that sounds um, weird just uh, he's your daddy <laughs> you look like right okay <laughs> um so that was weird and then he adds me to a group text with all of these new siblings that i just discovered that i had wow. all five of them and said, hey, guys, here's your new sister, Jen. And I was like, oh, okay. And wow. okay. they responded like, um, what? Like, oh, hi, but what? It was just really, really awkward. No finesse to the situation whatsoever. And it was just really bizarre. And um, a lot of questions. Um, I had calls from some of my siblings like, hey, uh, I know this is really weird. Like, what's happening? Um, hi, I'm your sister. But like, what what is going on? He just kind of threw us into this text. And it was just like a really bizarre sort of tumbling situation. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, I, I've heard a lot of ways to to break some pretty big news in your life. I don't know I've ever heard of somebody doing it over a text chain, especially announcing that one, you have a child they didn't know about. And by the way, you all have a sibling that I'm now introducing you to. So 
different. I mean, listen, technology changes through the years, but that's, that's a heck of a way to break major, major news. Yes. It was very weird. (laughs) I mean, in a way it was sort of like exciting kind of because it was like, Oh my God, now I'm like, have this whole other family that I didn't know about. Like, this is kind of cool. It's kind of interesting. Um, yeah, it was it was bizarre though. <laughs> so now, really what's weird. what's his story? So he's there's five siblings you said right that come from him. Yeah, do they all have the same mother or? Yeah. Okay, so this this gets a little dicey with you know yes. half siblings. So break that down for me. What's the sibling situation over there? Are any of them full siblings? Are they all half siblings? Yes. Yeah. So he um, so a few years after me. Um, there's uh three girls from so he was married okay um he has three girls from that mom okay they're now since divorced and then a much younger next sibling from um from a different mom and then a year younger sibling from somebody else okay so you have five siblings from him between three different women yes okay now your siblings that you grew up with, how were they reacting to this? Because now you're in this weird situation of you have the siblings you grew up with. You now have a bunch of half siblings that you've never met. You're on a text chain. They're calling you left and right. How is all, I mean, your worlds are colliding at this point. So yeah, it was crazy. I mean, um, when I finally found out what was actually happening i was telling my siblings and they were just like oh my god what the hell they were mad they were like really angry um to the point where my brother actually doesn't talk to my mom really anymore wow three years later still doesn't really talk to her okay he was really mad um and then i mean i guess there was like sort of other things involved but um definitely like put a strain on the relationship it's it's one of those things like it's I've never been in that position, so I can't imagine. But, you know, your your brother obviously cares for you. So it's got to be difficult of like he's defending his sister, but also going, Mom, how could you not have told her? You right. Because this is this isn't a minor thing like, oh, you know, when you were young, this little thing happened. This is major, major life changing <sighs> news. Your your dad is not your dad. You know, right. we're not talking about like, oh, she had a child and maybe gave it up for adoption. Like that's major, but that's like not necessarily something that will change your life completely. Mm-hmm. This is something where it, your entire DNA is different than what you're, you're thinking it is. Right. Exactly. And, you know, and all these things kept popping up um, that I, you know, eventually sort of found funny in a way um, mm. <laughs> once I started dealing with it. You know, I would go to the doctor and they'd say, oh, you, I see you have a family history of ovarian cancer and cervical cancer and this and that. And I was like, actually about that, <laughs> yeah. I actually don't. <laughs> and that's a grandmother that I'm actually not related to anymore. So, um, and so it was sort of comical in a way because the, the nurse kept asking me questions and she was like, wait, so wait, what happened? Like, and she kept saying, I'm so sorry, I have to ask you this, but like, wait, tell me, like, she wanted to know more. She's like, I have to ask you another question. Like, uh, it was on her own knowledge. It had nothing to do medical. She just wanted to know the story. Right. She's in the, Um, she's in the moment like this. Like, wait, all right, time out. We need, we need to discuss this. (laughs) This is crazy. Because this doesn't, I mean, this happens for more people now than it ever did. But that's, that's one of the things that's come out of these DNA tests a lot. Because when they first came Mm -hmm. out, the, you were able to just, test whoever you want, put them in your account. There was no waivers or anything that happened. And Mm -hmm. since all this kind of stuff started to happen, they call these non-paternal events. And it's something where every single person who takes a DNA test now is required to fill out a waiver saying that basically Mm -hmm. they don't hold the company responsible if you find out that you're not who you think you are. Yep. And I remember seeing that they're like, are you sure? Because you might find out stuff that you don't want to know. Are you sure? Right. Yes. Right. And, I was, and when I checked the box, I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, whatever. It is yeah. what it is. But it, <laughs> it, ha- it happens. It happens to, I, I don't know one person 
that has taken one and not found at least somebody who they're like, Ooh, who's that? Because I don't know hmm. who they're supposed to be. It, it, literally. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even exaggerating. Every single person I know who has taken a test, there are some, and obviously a lot of them are related. So like my wife and her dad, like it's the same person, but like we have people in my family where you look and you're like, Hmm, okay, that's a name I've never seen before. And you right. found out, you know, the kind of stuff we're talking about that somebody had a child when they were young, they gave it up for adoption you know, the dad's not the dad. Sometimes it's as crazy as the mother's not the mother, which is like a whole crazy. I don't even yeah. know how to fake that, but it happens. And, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. unfortunately it's part of this, but it it's, listen, it's the reason this show is called Everyone Has a Story because <laughs> we sure do. Yeah. And what's crazy is my, so my sister that did it also, cause she wanted to see like what our connection was. Right. Um, she thinks, and we haven't gotten very far with it because the side of the family is kind of like, no, um, she thinks that our, her dad, my dad that I grew up with, um, is only half siblings with his siblings. Oh, wow. And he doesn't know that. And so, um, he basically said like, I don't want to know anything. So we just let it die. But, um, yeah. So like, uncles that were supposed to be full siblings or I guess this, you know, percentage related to my sister are half the amount, right? which means that there's a different parent. Correct. And that, and you know, I know you're talking about centimorgans and things like that. And that's a big, that's a big part of this. I'm, I'm going to be doing an episode at some point because we, we basically found out that my grandmother's dad is not the son of who we thought he was that you know we found out in the middle of COVID my we some people were talking and they're very much like you there were stories going around of they used to say you're my half brother and this and that and Mm -hmm. it turns out that it's all true yeah and people were very hush hush about it and uh you know it was just like they never knew that eventually it would come out they didn't know this was gonna this technology was gonna exist so they were just like be quiet. I, I, listen, know. that's that's one of the things I've I I I've probably said it on almost every episode of this podcast is that people have always been the same. So mm-hmm. teenagers are teenagers, kids are kids. Like the same things happen. We can't pretend that kids were not, you know, running around with each other doing what they do a right. hundred years because they were. It's just part of it. The difference mm-hmm. is the year goes on, the year changes, and technology changes. Everything else yep. is pretty much the same. So you mm-hmm. were, because of the technology piece of that, you were able to just kind of sweep it under the rug. I mean, in your mother's wildest dreams, I don't think she ever thought 40 years ago that you were going to spit in a tube, put it through the mail, and then find your dad. Like, that was nope. so, probably so far-fetched that, <laughs> you know, she figured that you would just live your life and you thought never your dad was your out. dad and never find out. And, you know, yep. it's not the way things are. And this, this happens to a lot of people. So right. it's crazy. And there's there's Facebook groups about it too, mm-hmm. uh, called DNA Surprises, mm-hmm. and the number of people that are on these websites is so crazy. And it's you know people finding out they have a different dad at sixty something years old, or they have siblings that they didn't know about, right. or this and that, and it's just crazy mm-hmm. how many people. Yeah, I mean happened. it it gives you a support group too, right? Because you're yeah. you're not the only one. You're you're kind of you know, it's a pretty common story, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's it's part of it, you know. It's right. you know, it's you know, it's like we said, it's one of those things. It's a it's a nice story in the sense that your dad that raised you chose to raise you and he chose to be your dad and you know, I always say there's a there's something very special if you have a good step parent because they mm-hmm. chose to be the one right. you know, to, to be with you. But it could also be very infuriating if you don't know that they mm-hmm. are your step parent. So obviously that's where something like this comes in. Right. So right. How is your your biological father? How's that relationship changed through the since you found him? Um, so I met them, um, most of them, about six months or so after. Actually, I met my sisters before that. Okay. Um, oddly okay. enough, they grew up in East Hanover. Okay. I grew up in Summit. So not far. So they're really close by. Yeah. Um, one of my siblings grew up in South Plainfield, um, and one was in Union, which is interesting because I lived in Union at the time that he was in elementary school. 
So I may have crossed paths with him at some point when he was little because he's much younger than me. Okay. Um, And then he um, eventually moved to West Virginia with his mom and then Tennessee. Okay. uh, Where my biological dad is now. Okay. Um, So I met all of them, but my brother, so my four sisters um, and and my biological dad at the same time. Um, it was, it was interesting. Um, he's like a rocker. <laughs> he, he lives in Nashville. Um, he's really into the rock scene. Um, he was all in like full rocker garb and okay. stuff. So it was, it well, was now, funny. <laughs> the big question, did he ever make it? Is he like a, is he a rolling stone? Is he part of a no. major band? No. Okay. He's, I guess Nashville famous. Okay. Um, he does some other stuff where he's got like a, a show that he's running. That's like about rock musicians. And so he's got his thing going there. Um, but he also lived here in New Jersey for a long time. He, I think he only moved to Nashville maybe like 10 years ago. Okay. So he also, he lived in Springfield and so I probably drove by, he owned a limo company, probably drove by it every single day on my way from Union to Summit. Right. I had no idea who he was. Um, he actually, his, um, one of his good friends is the uncle of my now ex-husband. So wow. they were friends, okay. which is pretty weird. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of weird connections that I saw through Facebook of people that know my sisters just really weird connections. My, um, my one sister who I just met recently, um, she ended up coming to summit schools for a little while because they didn't have services, um, for her in East Hanover. So she was actually at the elementary school in the same grade as my sisters that I grew up with at the same time, had no idea. (laughs) So like really weird, coincidental coincidental things have been like we've been discovering right you're kind of finding these parallel paths that you guys have been on and now you finally found the point where you found each other yep it's very weird (laughs) it's a lot of weird stuff about it but now tell me the first time you met your dad your nashville dad did you look Mm -hmm. at him and kind of go oh wow i i i see it or was it just kind of a weird like you, it, you didn't get the connection. Well, I, um, I went, I was on FaceTime with him first. Okay. So we talked for a couple hours, um, pretty soon after like finding all this out. So okay. I did talk to him mm-hmm. before that. Um, but it was really weird because I, I don't know, you don't realize how much you look like someone until you actually see them and you're like, Oh, Oh, that's weird. And so, um, it, it's funny because I talk to my students. I, I teach psychology, but I also taught biology for a number of years. And so we talk about nature and nurture and genetics and all this sort of stuff. And so I talk to them about how weird genetics are. And you don't realize how weird they are until you're in right. a situation like this. And so I look through these family members and I'm like, oh my God, we look a lot alike. That is super weird. Like it's eerie, it's strange. And even like with the DNA test, um, my brother who had the high, who was the AF, um, had 2000 centimorgans mm-hmm. where my sister who I grew up with had 1800. Right. So here's this person who's like very, very highly linked to me. And I'm like, oh my God. And then I saw him and I was like, oh, that's why we have so many genetic connections. And he looks, we look very, very similar in a lot of ways. And it's really kind of freaky, more so than my siblings that I grew up with. Right. Yeah. You're so you're, you're seeing the physical representation of those centimorgans going, oh, okay, yes. get it, got it. Yep. Yep. Wow. And, um, you know, and even other things too, like, um, my daughter is the only one of my kids that has blue eyes, but she has like, like, uh, like deep kind of blue eyes and her dad does too. But my dad who I grew up with has like really icy blue eyes. And I didn't realize until I met my biological dad, like, 
oh, that's where my daughter gets her eyes that's, from. That's where in combo from. with her dad. Wow. Yeah, because his it's are very similar. Yeah. So you you have the confirmation that it it's definitely your family. Yeah. You have the DNA. You have the the physical traits and all that stuff. So yep, amazing. Yeah. So that part. Um. And what was also interesting. So when I first met him, he um he's also a vegetarian. Actually, he's vegan. I not really anymore, but was vegetarian for like twenty years, Man. and that was sort of part of my lifestyle. Was like that was who I I was. And so to see that too, like, oh my gosh, we have this thing in common too, right. um, which is weird. Um, I played guitar as a middle schooler and here he is this musician. Right? Right. <laughs> Nobody else in my family really was. And so there's sort of like part of me in this person that like, I don't know. You're seeing your traits come through your dad, you know, the, the musical yeah inclination and things like that and that's that's very much you know uh, a lot of times it's the confirmation you need yeah you know and in, in, you know plus all the other stuff of course mm-hmm. but wow yeah so, so it was interesting I mean I I was glad that he was very open I mean it could have gone really badly right you know and I've heard stories of people that you know they find their biological parents and they want nothing to do with them so I'm lucky in in the fact that you know, he was very open and wanted to talk to me right away. Right. And um, I, I think because he had also gone through this sort of before. I mean, he's has right. six kids from four different moms. I right. don't think he's a stranger right. to that. <laughs> so there's that part. Um, and my siblings, too, they're all like really open and um, very willing to get to know me and, and kind of welcome me into their family, which was really nice. So. Okay. Now, has he taken a DNA test, your dad? The Nashville no. dad? No? Okay. Do you think he will? Or do you think that there could be, could there be more than six out there? Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was more. Um, but I haven't seen any on my end. So okay. I, I would think that more would pop up. Although we did find out some other crazy things about his family through this too and talking to his so his sister also did it so she's my okay. aunt is um on there as well and right. so they found out a lot of other stuff about their family too okay which was interesting so was anything shocking um, to them from what they found uh yeah i mean they they found out that so my my grandmother had two sisters and um Actually, the cousin who contacted me originally, she was the one that really found all this stuff out. She found out that um, her mom, whose sister's with my grandmother, they're only half siblings. And okay. they found out their third sister was adopted. Nobody, none of them knew any of this. Wow. And yeah. And so from that, I then think I found out, I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure this is the case, but... Um, that my grandmother had another half sister from her dad's side that she never knew about. Wow. And um, I contacted her daughter. So it would be my dad's first cousin. Okay. Um, and talked to her. She lives in New York and she didn't really want to tell her mom because she didn't, she's older, right. not in her nineties or something. Right. She didn't really want to upset her. Right. Um, but she, they, she didn't know who the dad was. So it's, it, it's really at a dead end at this point. And so I'm sort of disappointed because I can't find any more about this guy. So I guess it would be my great grandfather. Um, I also traced back. Um, so I'm 10% Arab okay. and came from her. And so, cause my aunt is 25% Arab which I guess my dad would be too. And so we're thinking that the, this mysterious dad is Arab. Right. And then, and that's what traveled through the cousins sure. um, that I talked to. And we, so we can't figure out who this guy is. Wow. We don't know where, well, and it's a I dead mean, end. So. You have a challenge, right? You have something to, oh, uh, I know. <laughs> and and listen, so that's, 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 that's the beauty of all of this is that you're, you know, I've said this many times, you're never done. You never go, yeah. you never clap your hands together and say, all right, I finished my family tree. It's, it's complete because mm-hmm. it's just not the case. Right. But yeah. wow, that's, uh, 
that's quite a story. That's yeah. amazing. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I have to thank you for, for coming on. This was really, this was a lot of fun. This was, I, I don't even know how you document all this, but, uh, you know, kudos to you for, uh, for trying to figure it out. Thanks. Yeah, it was, it's been an interesting couple years and, you know, and I can laugh about these things now. Um, I, you know, I can't ever say I'm like over it, but like, you know, right. it's, it is what it is now. And I can just sort of move forward and do what I can do at this point. Can't dwell on past stuff at this point. I mean, so. listen, you can't, you can't change it. And you know, you, to your point before you were welcomed in. So that's, that's a great thing. Yeah. And you know, take it one day at a time with everybody. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So good stuff. All right, Jen, thanks for being on and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks for having right. me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Roots, Everyone Has a Story. This podcast and its music is written and recorded by me. If you have an interesting family story or know someone that would love to share their story, please visit www.michaelscazari.com slash podcast. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support.